Welcome to a new episode of DevSecOps Talk. Today we will try to figure out if Git is going to die. And for that, I hand over to Julian to start. All right, we have a special guest today. Today is Kirill. He's from a, a new startup called Sturdy. He co-founded it. The startup is Y Combinator Founded. He's freshly back from the Web Summit in Lisbon. And Sturdy is a very interesting concept. It's meant to be a replacement for Git. So, Kirill, can you tell us a little bit about Sturdy? Hey guys, uh, firstly, thanks for having me, uh, for sure. Uh, Sturdy is a platform for collaborating on, on code, but it's not just about versioning the code, but it's also about the idea exchange and making uh, feedback exchange smoother and uh, less stressful or less scary for teams. Uh, we've built the product uh, primarily for, for the type of team that uh, works very closely together. You do stand-ups in the morning, uh, you care about sharing knowledge, you want to prevent bus factors and, you know, do retros, uh, etc. Get quick feedback on the code and quickly exactly. share it. And, all right. Very a big point. <laughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a big thing that we care about is early feedback or shifting left, having that um, kind of uh, knowledge sharing happening earlier. Okay. But what can you describe? Like, what's the typical user experience? Like, you, you open... Is it a web page? Do you have the terminal? Is it a CLI tool? So uh, as of now, it's a, it's a desktop app. Uh, so as a user of Sturdy, you have your desktop app where you have a nice uh, overview of um, your code bases, um, the equivalent of a repository. And you have an overview of um, workspaces. And workspaces are a little bit like live pull requests, but they're more than that. So you see them... In the layout, similar to Slack, on the left, you have um, what you as a team are working on. Uh, and uh, at, at any point in time, uh, you, you have uh, a folder on your computer connected to a workspace in the cloud. And Ooh. what that means is that you get to uh, type and code in your local text editor, in your local IDE uh, of, of choice. And the changes are kind of synchronized in the cloud, in real time. That uh, opens up the discoverability of code and code changes in real time um, to the team uh, with the goal of um, having, having that feedback and, and suggestions um, flowing. All right, I'm, let me jump in. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to give kudos to Julian for his introduction for, for Kirill. He is well prepared today. <laughs> uh, that was impressive. We, we yeah, should do it every, you, you every really, time. You make it sound like I'm not prepared. You make it sound like I'm not prepared usually. No, you prepared yeah. more, more than usual. I'm yeah. not saying that you yeah, yeah, yeah. not prepared <laughs> before, but you prepared even more than you usually do. And this time you killed it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we actually also did our homework and we tried the tool. Yeah. And I, I, I want to share a little bit of my experience with Stardy. Am, am, I, am I saying it right? It's Stardy, yes. right? So it's yeah. Okay. And uh, I saw a post on a Twitter by Kirill, and I think it was Julian who has retweeted or liked it. And then I clicked on that, and like 
it looked to me that we are reinventing centralized version control system, right? So we did this shift from clear case, uh, SVN, <laughs> CVS, where you ha have to constantly be connected to the server to work on the code, like log the files to edit them and stuff like this. Then we switched to gate, and it felt that we are coming back in a history. And history is like that. You always go yeah. in the cycles, right? And uh, my first perception was, whoa, what it is? And maybe it's just being me, a negative Russian. But uh, then I did uh, my homework. I did try study, and I'm quite excited to have this conversation and all the questions that will come along. And uh, I, I just want to give you an unbiased overview what you would see when you start this study. So you can have a little bit of mental picture of what we are discussing before we start discussing that. And when you start, you go to the website, you sign up, then uh, you download the tool, you run it, you get some token thingy. Anyhow, it's quite easy. You download the binary on Linux. I did it on Linux. I got some token and I just copy paste the command. Now it's running locally on. on. And I also see the repository or it's called the workspace, workspace right? Yeah. In, a, in, a, in a browser. It's and that's it. A code base, yeah. 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 It's, but the naming is confusing. I still need to have yeah. this documentation sturdy for Git users yeah. open to <laughs> na na navigate so I can map it to the known concept. And uh, the thing is, like, you change the file on the web and magically it appears. I started with an empty directory. I was kind of a little bit scared to give it access to all my GitHub because, like, I might have access to the customer stuff. So, like, I just started with an empty thing created readme and readme appeared in a directory on my computer i changed something on my computer it's magically appears on the web so and then I, I could my comprehension is that it's running some kind of thing that the tool i run locally and i check mm -hmm. the possible local commands it basically tells that it, i'm thinking and the status of thinking and it can show me a legal notes that's yeah. like all it can do for me and restart connection, stuff like that. So that's fine with me. And then on the web, I can select different branches and the code magically changes in my directory. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of, if you ever saw GitHub, it's not exactly like GitHub. So it's like 10 times less buttons available to you because it's a new project. Uh, but it's still understandable. I got confused between the workspaces, which are branches like light live branches and then the actual repository so it was lost for a little while but within 15 to 20 minutes me as an expert git user i was able to get my flow going and i understood what i'm doing and how to get changes between those branches yeah so this is how it looked to me so you do a lot of stuff in the browser code is locally and uh, i'm not sure if there is like any integration with IDE or something at the moment. So uh, the connection point or the interface is the file system. That means that you can use right. Vim or Emacs or IntelliJ, any tool, any editor that you wish. Um, and I think this is a strength because people have their preferences for text editors and they have their setup. Yeah. And we want yeah. to have that uh, flexibility. Um, at the same time, when it comes to... Uh, Collaborating, uh, you know, you have that need for internet connectivity, mm -hmm. or you have that need to, yeah. to be connected to to something central. Um, yeah. 
so this is this is this is why kind of it's organized in this way. I would say that uh, by the time this uh, podcast is out, uh, the the experience will be more uh, app focused. So we have mm. uh, kind of the same interface in a desktop app, uh, and uh, mm. the setup is even simpler. <laughs> um, right. But what, what I really like there is, so you have a code base which is basically your repository. Then you have a workspace, which is like a living branch, right? In Git, you select a branch, you commit, you push and pull. Here, you like in the workspace, you can comment straight away. So it's like it's uh, yeah. something between the branch and the open pull request. But yeah. you, I, I felt like maybe threads might be a good thing to add there, but I, you pretty much, I think you thought about that already. Uh, anyhow, and then when you share it, it goes to the, there is no main branch, so it goes to your code space, which is your repository, and it looks like your code repository is like a main branch, and I like that. You know, all this confusion with, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with main and the master, how do we call our main branch? Yeah. Then all the confusion with the branching models, like how many branches should we have? Like one. One. That's the correct answer. Contribute to one branch, integrate in one branch. And the tool kind of enforces that, and I like that. So it's it's built for the trunk-based development. So right now, my understanding is that you could only sync between branches if you go to the main branch, to the to the code base, right? Yeah. So yeah. there is no syncing between branches or anything like that. Yeah, that that's correct. Well. It, yeah. it flows in one direction only. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I th I, people will not like it, but I think it's good. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I wish it would stay this way. It probably will not, but, but you can the way copy, it is, it's nice. You can copy someone else's workspace to, to your local, right? So when you're doing a workspace, you can copy that and get it to your local. Yeah, you, 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 you could fork the branch there, like yeah. it's called fork. Like, what, no, what it's not just called fork. It's called something else, like clone or something. Yeah. So, so but, what's uh, really uh, special about <laughs> workspaces is you have the ability to switch around either your own workspaces or jump to somebody else's workspace mm, um, yeah. mm. with the click of a button. So what happens is you, you press a button and the local directory where you, you have the state of that code uh, changes. It changes yeah. to wherever you told it to change. And uh, if right. it's another workspace of yours, uh, you can work on something else, let's say a bug fix. All of a sudden I have to... Mm. Uh, fix a bug, I no longer have to, let's say, stash or deal with um, my state. You just press a button. But yeah. it gets really interesting when you add more players uh, to that uh, project, to, the, to that uh, code base, because then... Yeah, I, th I think this is part of experience we missed because we tried on our own, and I, I think this is where you differentiate a lot. Yeah, yeah so, so if... If, uh, for example, uh, you saw my workspace and you clicked on this, you can browse it in the, in the app, but also you can press mm. a button and then uh, the, uh, uh, that code is then in your, in your folder. You didn't lose any of mm. your working progress. You just now have my stuff that you can try uh, straight yeah. away. Um, well, what gets even cooler is if you, <laughs> at that point, make changes to that code. Let's say you are looking or you, you have, quote-unquote, um, checked out the, uh, the workspace yeah. that was mine, if you make changes there, they will appear as suggestions. So 
we're not going to you know move the ground of under somebody else's feet because that would be confusing but yeah. if you make yeah, changes in your ide i will see them as suggestions that i can take or reject okay, okay cool have you ever spoke to developer or angry developer because you touched his file? <laughs> That's why I, I did. <laughs> but I think that the point. His file, you know. <laughs> the, the, don't touch his file. <laughs> I think that the beauty of, of Sturdy is that it, yeah. it gets more like a mob programming experience where everybody can mm. see what, what everybody is doing and there, there is no hidden codes anywhere. You, you can actually see the whole thing in a relatively quick manner, as opposed to you know going through branch, see what diff, and creating pull requests just to get the diff or those kind of things, and you you get a much better experience of like see, seeing what's out there. Yeah. But I have a more a question about uh, that's all fine, but all our tooling around CI/CD is almost based on Git, and when it comes to bundling the application and and deploying it, do do you have like a, a use case for that or what's the workflow what's what's the experience okay so we have actually built a lot of uh, compatibility with git uh, just to enable use cases um, related to uh, for instance to be able to work alongside github to be able to import export projects so th those capabilities are part, part of the part of the product uh, and when it comes to ci uh, ci cd I mean, our background is we are really into, you know, uh, shipping fast and often and, uh, yeah, releasing frequently. So um, this is something that we're thinking about. And we right now have traditional CI setups, but we're also thinking about, okay, what's next or what becomes possible when you have, um, when, you, when you're looking past the paradigm of Git as a protocol, uh, what what more can you do, or like can you get feedback from from uh, from the cloud sooner? Uh, relevant um, re results, for example. Yeah, I think it might be a very fruitful discussion. Like uh, I had a lot of former colleagues from Pragma who are like re really into Gate, CI, CD, and mm -hmm. also not thinking into what we have today, but also thinking ahead, right? Thinking in a, in a more of um, how do you say more open-minded and also on a on a conceptual level? That's what the word I was looking for. So I, I I would really like to have like a meetup or something where we could just you know all sit down the people who like developing mm. tooling and just discuss that and see what the future might look like. I think that would be quite exciting. Yes, what Andre says uh, really is give me the idea of. Uh, Basically, we're rethinking from the first principle. And I, I have a question for Kirill about that. Like, is this someone who just rage quit because of Git and you say we have to do something about it and then you invented Sturdy? Or how, how did the, the product came to be? Hmm. Like, what, what's the origin story here? Um, so we used to work, my co-founder Gustav and I used to work at with developer productivity at Tink. And... Um, hmm. We, we've spent a lot of effort optimizing and improving, you know, the CI/CD and 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 the the experience uh, around that and around um, releasing code. But when it comes to what happens before uh, the collaborating on on code or like having that pull request discussion back and forth, uh, fixing things up, going um, 
between teams. We have kind of got this realization that we're using uh, a workflow that was created for open source uh, for, and uh, suits open source very well. But uh, in a team that is, let's say, doing stand-ups and uh, working very closely together, you have a slightly different priorities and you have a slightly different approach to how, how, you, uh, how, you, how you work. So we felt like uh, building specifically towards that, uh, that team or that uh, scenario. All right. So it's very targeted for, uh, you know, enterprise code uh, co collaboration. And it could be also said a smaller team or a smaller team that is building a product together. Yeah. I, I really like the, how that for the branch done, is it like workspace, workspace, the branch, the, the branch pull request thing <laughs> called workspace yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, because like, if you take the GitHub, because we have to compare with some things so people could have a ground to stand on and imagine it, like on GitHub, you open the pull request and there you have initial commit, you discuss it, you send more commits. Yeah. And you have to do, you have to go through the number of commands to, you know, create a new commits and push them there with Gerrit. Like if there are people out there, like in Sweden and in some other places, but it's quite popular tool still to host Git. There is a little different flow, but similar. And you can have a conversation about that. Like in Stardate, you don't, you get change code, right? And you just see the latest status because you, in the end of the day, in the pull request, you, you're not as might be interested as how you arrive to what you got in the end. You yeah. want to have what you got in the end, right? Yeah, and that, then that, it, you usually would stash it yeah. and rebase on top of the master or main, whatever yeah. your bra main branch is called. And here it's kind of all happening this way. So when you merge, it's like you're creating a commit. So all your pull requests, mm -hmm. all your changes you did, when you press, I think it's sync, or share, you send you press share, which yes. basically merges this back to the main branch yeah. and creates one commit, and that's all you need. And then the history is yeah. linear. Yeah. If you ever saw the Git history where they enforce something like Git flow, where they create a merge commit for every commit they push to the main branch, it's insane. It's impossible to read. And uh, like in many tools, you can force to rebase people, so that people rebase before they can go to the main branch. But it's not always done. And I like that the start is like that from the day one, because you get a linear history, which is very understandable. So like, I think enterprises that have to support multiple versions, they would want to have multiple running branches you know, in a long term. So I, I could see that coming. Mm. Yeah, but I see, I, I use it now to sync data between my, my home computer and my laptop. That was the first, like, setup. And it, it was kind of fun, you know, when you see the files showed up and disappeared and you can sync them. Mm. Uh, but now when you're talking, I see that, uh, Andre, you're right. Now, when you code, now you do, like, the pull request. And, like, I'm done with all my work here. Here is it, just merge it. But actually now, when we're talking, we're talking about the work before that uh, commit, mm -hmm. right? When a developer um, starts. Yeah. I need help here. I don't know how to do this uh, for loop. How can I do it? Now you can just go in, sync my workspace with a click, and like, yeah, you should do it that way. And then go back, and then I can continue. So yeah, but imagine like, yeah. like you're coming to the, pro to, the, to the project, you open the Git tree, and then you see commits done by 
your name yeah and without any commit uh, message meaningful commit message yeah. <laughs> and that's developers clicking sync in their id yeah 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 and yeah. id doesn't even like help them to set up their name email address anything just, yeah i mean they, that the kit default should be that not not your name but like i have no idea what i'm doing yeah yeah <laughs> there is a lot of these um, aspects to workflows that are just shaped by the tool, and tools yeah. absolutely shape, uh, you know, how we how we behave and, and how we act as, as as teams. And what we also want to do with Sturdy is change the vibe of collaborating and make it right. more easygoing. And here is what I mean: if you had to submit homework, uh, let's say a homework in a Word document. You have mm. you then spend some time perfecting it and making it really good because the homework needs to be good, uh, or you will be judged. Um, and there is an aspect like that uh, in um, uh, developing. You work on that pull request and you want to make it really, really, really good before you share yeah. it. In some <laughs> cases, some teams don't behave like that, but by default, a lot of people do. And um, at the time when you've made it perfect you may have missed some opportunities for knowledge sharing, for actually doing something in a better way, etc. So uh, by being online first, within the team, uh, we want to bring the discoverability of working progress and ideas and experiments in code, surface this up within the team so that you can have that conversation early, so that you can explore things that are not perfect. And when everybody does it, when everybody has their... Uh, work-in-progress code um, kind of discoverable, then it becomes no big deal. It becomes like just a normal thing. Uh, uh, similarly, in Google Docs, you have like a skeleton of, uh, of, a, of a document that is not ready, but people understand that. Uh, but th then the, also you have the opportunity for somebody to contribute early. Let's say your for-loop example, somebody can, can say, <laughs> hey, you can do this in a better way, and then type it in, and then you see it. And you can reject yeah. it or take it. I'm, um, I, I really like that, and I, I could relate to that. Science. I've been training a lot of newly onboarded people to the IT industry, and it's quite common that the person gets stuck. So a person is like some exploration. But the person might not understand what the problem is trying to solve, so it's like experimenting, experimenting, and then the person is lost for a couple of days and might be going in a completely different direction where they need to go, but at the same time, they're doing it locally. There is no way for the other team members to discover what they're doing. I'm not talking about, you know, standing behind them, looking behind their shoulder. But if there is an easy, easier way to show your work with, like, no trace, just, like, saying, like, click on this button, take a look what I got there, yeah. right? That, that Because, like, doing a commit for people is... It feels like an event, especially like if you are new to development or like any type of IT work. You commit. Just think about the meaning of the word, right? You yeah. commit. I I commit to something. So that, that's a that's a scary thing to do because now you put your name on that. But if you have something not finished, and that you could easily show, like on a piece of paper, like you're doing some sketch and you, and you have could just you know give it to someone. And say like, what do you think? Am, am, am I doing going in the right in the right mm -hmm. way? Then you could save actually a lot of time for the person who is doing that, and you can change direction a little bit or give encouragement if direction is right. Yeah. 
there's something really beautiful about uh, just uh, sharing your code more frequently and just getting it out there in smaller chunks, in smaller incremental chunks, uh, using feature flags. Uh, and then you, you have a smaller delta that is shipped to production. You have uh, less surface area to, to be at risk. Uh, it's easier to uh, reason around as a team as what was the change here. Uh, so uh, what I've seen through the years is like when, when a team is really uh, high performing, they're, they're usually like uh, shipping stuff every day, multiple times, sometimes multiple times yeah. per hour. And they do so yeah. safely and uh, reliably. I have a question regarding that because um, we talk about high performing team. And I find that team who uses monorepo are usually like it's not a, a causation, it's a correlation. But uh, how does it work with a huge repo? Do you see like a, the pain that you see in Git with the low performance and everything? Like, <laughs> have you tried it? So, firstly, I have to say that I also do prefer monorepos, but uh, Sturdy is not just about monorepos. Um, uh, yes, uh, so actually one of the original kind of thoughts was, yeah, we can make a tool that's really, really great for, for monorepos. We, we have support for uh, the ability to get only part of the code on your machine. So you have, mm -hmm. if you have a repository with a, with a lot of directories and a lot of files, uh, hmm. you have the ability to control what gets synchronized on your computer. And... Uh, this also doubles as functionality for access control if you happen to need, have that need. So uh, you can see in, in Sturdy, in the settings of a code base, you can uh, create rows, and a row can have a specific um, kind of... Uh, you, can, you can express which folders uh, they have access to, and uh, that is basically the only thing that uh, uh, will be synced. I think I saw it. It was like a JSON file you need to submit describing what is allowed and what's not, right? Right? It costs yeah, like sort of a JSON file. It applies in real time. So you make a change and then you hmm. you you see the what's synchronized uh, go away uh, as you hmm. as you. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like no, it's unusual. Like usually you have like all those toggles like do this, do that. Here like write your JSON. Mm. And I, I think it's nice if you can write JSON. But you're more into Yama? I thought you were a JSON guy. Yeah, well, I guess I guess your typical security person will handle both. So. Uh, but, but another question then comes up, because, I mean, sometimes I use this uh, pull request to do a lot of checks, right? We are low on staff, right? So before we even look at a code or, like, accept it into monsters, we're on test, right? Make sure linting, right? Is this is that okay? Like uh, npm audit scans, all that other stuff that you need, yeah. right? Uh, do you feel where should you put that? Or are you just like no, we just go manual here and let let the, the code do, does it? Or how do you, yeah, how do you so, think about the, the pre pre commits uh, yeah. test that you run? Yeah, so the, there there is. Uh, I mean, this is leverage to the developer having the ability to to know. Oh, I made these changes and. Uh, and then you know um, if if you pass all, all checks that you've defined. Uh, uh, so that makes sense to have in the workspace, and that makes sense to to have it as as part of the uh, the, 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 the the process. And uh, something that we are um, 
doing differently or in the process of developing is um, running checks earlier, sooner, uh, as yeah. close as possible to when you made the change. Yes. Uh, easier said than done, but we have, uh, uh, how to say, because the technology is different and because the code is already there, as, as soon as you've typed it, you can, um, you can take some shortcuts uh, and uh, mm. make this possible. It can right. uh, keep a runner warmed up and, uh, as, for as long as a person is there. Ah, cool. And what about the uh, self-hosting? Because right now you say it's connecting to the cloud, but is uh, is going to the st sturdy cloud? Not really. Yeah, yeah. Not something I, I, th I think cloud. a lot of a lot of purists will like. Oh, I cannot work on the plane. Mm. I cannot take my code with my with, with myself. Oh, you, I think you can if you stop thinking the code is still there in directory, but you don't have access to the rest of that, right? Um, so, so I think there were two questions. The uh, offline uh, <laughs> aspect is basically if you are uh, on a plane, you can continue coding. And when you land, uh, mm. then at that point, your changes will be visible to others. On right, the plane. right. That's just the nature of uh, uh, not having internet. Uh, yes. But then <laughs> the other point about uh, uh, cloud, I think, uh, yeah, uh, self-hosting is... Uh, something that will become relevant for us at some point uh, mm -hmm. soon as well. But we, 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 we did not start there. I think there are a lot of big companies who want to be like Facebook and Google and do Monorepo because Facebook and Google does it. And if there would be a vendor selling them a tool to the Monorepo, they, they would buy. <laughs> but then they would want to self-host. So this is like the train of thought. And if yeah. this is type of the customer you want to work, yeah, that may be a thing to pursue. If you're aiming more on people like from startup community who doesn't want to self-host just yet, maybe, then that's probably fine not to have it. Yeah. But I would see that coming up because you see, <laughs> for instance, GitLab, right? GitLab gained a lot of popularity just because you could self-host it. Of course, it came with a, tons of uh, containers that you need to run. Eventually, they did it more manageable, but still, they got a lot of traction by copying GitHub and allowing people to sell host for free. Sure. I had a question about, um, you know, what, what's the revert experience? So you, let's say we, we, ac we accepted some change into the, the trunk. It went and deployed to production and we find out there's a problem like how can you find back the ch those change and revert them so in the sturdy change log you can uh, let's say f identify which change you want to undo and undo it from there but the experience is akin to rolling forward or y you make a new change that changes it back um, well, Changelog is a main branch. <laughs> so for your Git users, Changelog is a main branch. <laughs> I mean, there's many ways of calling it trunk, main, master. <laughs> the concept is similar. Yeah, whatever, whatever is not uh, causing people to think about slavery, it's fine. So we don't have to rename it later on. Yeah. But um, also, what are the, the most common questions that first-time user asks you? Hmm. Well, I, I think there is 
since there there is a paradigm shift, it it's um it works quite differently. Uh, a lot of people ask um, who are familiar with Git ask, oh, how do I get status? Well, you just look at the status. It's in front of you. <laughs> um, uh, th th that's an example. Uh, in in some in some cases, uh, yeah, that's that's the one I can think of. All right. So yeah, that's that's kind of typical that uh, a lot of Git users, you know, they they're just trying to relate their workflow to start there and see how they go about their normal life. It was the same for me. I just like well, I did I do commit, I do another yeah. commit. Oh, file file just disappeared from my folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar like files are removing, and I had two computers. I was going between them, trying to sync. Like okay, it's showing up here, okay. Yeah, but I, I had my share share part of WTF because like I have this UI, right? Yeah. I have a code in front of me. On the right pane, I have when I'm in workflow, I have um yeah, it's a workflow, it's a branch, a pull request, yeah. workflow, work, workspace. On the right, I have a possibility to write comments and communicate with people that I don't have around. And on the left pane, I have ability to choose different things. Yeah, and uh, for for me, they first looked like a buttons because one of them called Add Readme. Yeah, apparently it was a branch <laughs> with the change there Add Readme, but I clicked yeah. on it like, well, you now I might read me. No, it didn't happen. And then I started to create those workspaces. I'm like, what is this? And it took me time to find the main repository. Because it's basically like a header on top of those branches, yeah. And it's not very clear that you can click it. But when I click that, I say, "Aha!" Where, but then it looks like it. Then it looks like it. Then, it's like, then, it, oh, it's... then it looked like the GitHub. But first, yeah, yeah, I was like, like very, very lost. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm clicking sync. Where did it sync? Where, where is my history? Where is my code and all? Like, uh, and then when you go, when you find that you can click there, then it kind of all clicks together. But yeah. like UI. Took me a little bit of time to figure out, but I, I'm pretty sure you guys will make it better because it's in beta. So, and it's me. I mean, I'm subjective. I might be better for other people. I, I think uh, w w probably the hardest thing to communicate is the this notion of controlling the state of a folder that is on your computer through um, mm. basically the app. And when this is a web application, it's it's very unusual to have that uh, capability or that power. It's um, you know, in another website, let's say, you don't have that experience. And now that we have kind of transitioned to uh, to a desktop app, which is still mm. connected and the interface is the same, that makes mm. it a lot more intuitive in, oh, I see. So this, I can connect this folder here and I can control what is set there. Um, yeah, exactly. So for me, it was like, I think a little bit was like, all right, so I need to go to the browser that is connected to the website and change branch there, so it changes in my local directory. Yeah, yeah. What is this? But it sounds like you're gonna have a CLI that would allow to do that in the future. So I don't because like I do a lot of in a common line, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't really like to switch to the browser to change the branch or check the yeah. history stuff like that. So I'm more CLI person. I understand that I I'm most probably a minority, actually. So you, you you can feel free not listen to me here. But then another thing I had like, 
Well, so that thinking thing is basically agent that runs on my laptops that takes commands from the command and control center. Yeah. Oh boy, I hope you're paying attention to a security because if not, <laughs> you can think everything. Uh, yeah, we pay a well, lot of well, attention. <laughs> you you could you, you could basically run something on other people's computers. Probably limited number of commands that the thing can do, but mm, mm-hmm. that that felt scary a little bit. So. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, this is something that, uh, of course, is uh, firstly a lot of apps make changes uh, on, on a local file system, but we, yeah. we we have to earn that trust. We have to mm. uh, uh, establish what we stand for and, like, uh, mm. basically um, be straightforward both with uh, uh, our privacy or like terms and, and so on. And what we care about is the experience and what uh, what we want to enable for users. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. I, I remember a, a quote uh, from uh, the early days when Lisp came out and they say like, if you don't know Fortran, you takes three days to learn Lisp. If you if you already know Fortran, it takes six days to learn Lisp. And I feel like we're already a little bit in the same, like we have to unlearn Git and all the, you know, PTSD we had from it. Like those things make sense when you are in this completely distributed, you know, open source world. But now that we are, you know, in a more like we want the single source of truth, it's like a paradigm shift. But anyway, it's a, I have two questions. Um, what language is Sturdy developed in? Go. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm totally biased here. And, and the second question is that, did you have something that you wish you didn't have to build, but, you know, by the requirements you build it? Hmm. Um, I, can't, I, I can't think of, um, I, I can't think of an answer. Uh, we have mostly, or we've only been building um, functionality that is, tied to the core experience and uh, yeah we did not invent uh, uh, things that didn't need to be invented I suppose that's very good to hear now now, an uncomfortable question what how how do you store the changes do you run git in the background or how does that work do you have your own system for storing change sets Mm. and addressing them so we have a layer of compatibility with Git. This is this is one of the kind of really important and difficult things that makes it mm. possible to actually try Sturdy without migrating a whole team uh, yeah. to Sturdy. So you can have part of the team using uh, GitHub and another part of the team using Sturdy, and then the mm. output of Sturdy is pull requests that are right. consumed by another part of the team. And to have that, we have a layer of compatibility. But um, Sturdy goes uh, much farther than, than, than snapshotting. And uh, yeah, we, we use uh, basically additional kind of database storage and we store some things on disk. We have support for large files that are kind of expanding the scope significantly. Mm-hmm. Have you tried to benchmark Sturdy on the big repositories like Linux kernel, like importing Linux kernel? 
installed it and uh, switching branches there. Uh, we've had uh, users that are benchmarking us with uh, game development projects with large files. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we have not uh, benchmarked with the Linux kernel, but probably something for us to try uh, out. I, I think in game development, they must use plastic SCM, right? That's the, the one that builds on top of Git with the better diffing for graphical images and stuff like that. Or Perforce. Or Perforce, yeah. So there's a lot of competition playing ahead of you and also like such behemoths as a Git, Git, GitHub and well, GitLab, right? So those have a lot of resources. It's tough to be you. <laughs> mm. Okay, I think we're coming up on 40 minutes. Do you have any yeah. last uh, questions or, or, or words here? Yeah, of course. Andre, I think it ahead. was a really interesting to have you on board. I'm really glad you came. Yeah. Thank you. Really nice. Yeah, I, I want people to actually give it a try uh, because, well, we might not be as descriptive as a tool is, so give it a try and uh, judge for yourself. And, you know, keep in mind that it's a, it's something new. So look beyond what you see. So look not where it is, but where it could be. And when I see Stardy from that perspective, I'm getting quite excited because there are a lot of new paradigms, new ways of working that might unlock some productivity and uh, new thinking that will benefit the industry and maybe help us overcome some long-lasting pains. So yeah, there are a lot of things missing if you compare to mature systems that you, and some things that you might used to have, but try to think with open mind and see beyond what is in front of you right now and, you know, think about that, what it could make for you. And even if such behemoths will, you know, squash Kirill and his team eventually, we will still learn something new and that will make us a better professionals and probably will help us to find better ideas. That's yeah. all I have to say. Uh, yeah, I would say to, uh, to get started, you, you just go to uh, getsturdy.com and download the app. Uh, and you can connect to GitHub and you can give Sturdy permission to only a specific repository. So it's mm -hmm. kind of very uh, narrow yeah. in what you give it permissions to. Uh, cool. Yeah, and we love feedback. We love what developers say and like we always improve um, yeah, we will have uh, links to the to the story in the show yeah. notes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what else do we need to have links to? Oh, we will have uh, Kirill's LinkedIn, Twitter linked as yeah. well. So you could reach out to him if he wants to. Yeah. And with that, then, thank you for, for listening. Thank you, thank you. Thank you guys bye -bye. for having me. You have been listening to the DevSecOps podcast with Matthias Andre and Julian. For more podcast and notes go to the webpage devsecops.fm. Thanks for tuning in.